coming up. Here's how we feed our darling little picky eaters at home with a little bit of help from Jamie Geller. You are listening to At Home in Jerusalem, the podcast on Aish.com. I'm your host, Heather Dean, and this week I'm speaking about picky eaters at home and how to feed them with best-selling author and chef Jamie Geller. She is the creative force behind jamiegeller.com and the magazine Joy of Kosher with Jamie Geller. And check out Jamie's new initiative, Fresh Families, by visiting her online address, freshfamilies.us. Welcome, Jamie Geller, to At Home in Jerusalem. Thank you, Heather. Thanks for having me. Well, Jamie, as you well know, many parents are at their wit's end over how to feed picky eaters in their family. Like, we all want to nourish our children, but when we hear that, ew, that's gross, or I don't like that, don't you remember? You know, we can sometimes feel so defeated. So I can hear the sound of our listeners scrambling for a paper and pen, ready for your suggestions. So what's the first thing you think of when it comes to picky eaters at home? Oh my gosh. Well, Hmm. I definitely have one and a half picky eaters. One that's like crazy picky and the other one who can sometimes get in that mode. So I know what that feels like. I think you hit the nail on the head when you spoke about that feeling as a mother. Oh my gosh, you tried so hard and no one's eating it or they don't like it. Mm -hmm. So first we have to start at a young age. Mm -hmm. The Mm -hmm. second you can, I introduce table food to all of my children a second that it's, you know, healthy for them. Mm -hmm. So first and foremost, to get them eating with the rest of the family and what the rest of the family is eating and introducing the palate to new foods and flavors. Mm -hmm. So, you know, some parents are just very overwhelmed with the thought of preparing three or more separate main Mm -hmm. dishes to accommodate every family member. So, you know, what do you advise? I don't do that. This is dinner. Mm -hmm. And I don't give an option to eat cereal if you're not going to eat this. And in the end, mostly, every once in a while, I'll have one kid that just protests and Mm -hmm. won't be eating it. But for the majority of the time, we make one family dinner that is eaten by everyone. Okay. All right. So let's get to some of the components here. Let's talk about vegetables Mm -hmm. because vegetables contain so many God-given nutrients, yet they can be the hardest of the food groups to serve our children. So what are your thoughts? Well, I just connected to this question in the previous one. If I know a child really doesn't like something, I'm not going to make a dinner centered around something when I know that the kid doesn't like mushrooms. So I might put the mushrooms on the side to a wonderful salad or vegetable baked lasagna, that kind of thing. So I just, I'm not a tyrant. And as it comes <laughs> right, though to right, vegetables, right. there are so many and they are God's gift to this world. Mm-hmm. If your kid doesn't like X, then try Y. If he doesn't like zucchini, then try string beans. If he doesn't like string beans, try green beans. If he doesn't like snap peas, try, bro- try broccoli. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have have to expose them and they will find something. And when they find what they like, it's okay. I have a few kids that are carrot, cucumber, peppers, and that's it. And we make sure that we always have that for them Mm -hmm. because it's Mm -hmm. more important that they eat vegetables than that they eat all the different varieties of vegetables. So experiment to find what they like and then make sure to always have that on hands. Okay. Awesome. So I'm just wondering when it comes to vegetables, what do you think of that sneaky chef idea that was so famous uh, 10 years ago, the idea of um, incorporating healthy vegetables into cakes and cookies and smoothies. I mean, how can we advocate that? I mean, mm-hmm. I just feel like it doesn't teach a child good behaviors mm-hmm. and good doesn't expand, open their palates and their minds to trying vegetables. You're creating forever an illusion of cookies, cakes, brownies, <laughs> that, that that's where you're going to get your nutrients from. Mm-hmm. So it's great that while they're in your house, they're sneaking that, but they are developing a taste for just high, sweet, cakey kinds of 
what they believe to be processed that one day they'll either make brownies or they'll buy brownies. Oh, How, what are they going to do when they get on their got own? It. Okay. I guess that to play devil's advocate, the, what they would say is, well, but if your child needs the nutrients and if this is the only thing that's going to get those nutrients in their body, so... If we have to sneak it in, mm. this is how I must do it. Otherwise, they will just have chips or whatever. Right. But I think we have to be just much more creative. We can mm -hmm. make homemade chips out of things like beets, mm. parsnips, mm -hmm. carrots, if they love that sort of chippy kind of feeling. And even homemade potato chips are fantastic. Potatoes are not terrible for you, even white potatoes. And you can oven bake them. You can do uh, dry air fryers and you can make them. So oh, yes. smoothies, I don't think is a sneaky kind of thing. I think juicing and smoothies are fabulous and fun mm. and they're all fruit based, mm -hmm. but just pushing everything into a brownie or a cake or a cookie right, right. and then advocating that that's the way that they're getting all their nutrients is not setting them up for a lifetime of technical success right, when right. it comes to food. Good. I love it. So that's, it's about the long term. Yeah. Okay. So nourishing our kids at breakfast time and what gets packed for their lunch and snacks at school, this is also vital for young bodies at every age. Mm -hmm. So Jamie, what are options out there for picky eaters? Well, we have a new family meal plan called Fresh Families at Us. And mm -hmm. on there, we have bonus breakfast and lunch ideas. Mm -hmm. And they're very protein focused. And I think that that's super important to get the kids going for the day and mm -hmm. even in their snacks. Mm -hmm. So if you have everything from energy bites to homemade granola bars to overnight oatmeal that you can make for the week. A lot of meal prep is very, very big right now. And it mm -hmm. allows you to make something healthy that for the week that the kids can take from the fridge. And you mm -hmm. can eat it cold or at room temperature. And it's spiked with pumpkin or different uh, nuts and flavors and things things that have added nutrients and mm -hmm. added heart healthy benefits and protein. Okay. So eggs, anything of that nature. And you can make little egg McMuffins that are baked in little cupcakes. And the oh, kids cute. are taking sort of extratas, which is the fancy word for like an egg muffin that has tons of vegetables in it, mm -hmm. the vegetables that they like. Mm -hmm, Again, mm -hmm. you can make that for the week. You can keep it in the freezer and just pop it into, you know, the mm -hmm. microwave or the oven before they go where they can eat it at room temperature. Mm -hmm. So all these wonderful ideas are on our new family meal plan, Fresh Families. Okay. So uh, uh, do you uh, test with your own family? Some of these, you probably test with your family everything. We right? test That's everything. Okay. Uh, we over test. Like sometimes they'll be t they'll be getting five different of the ideas for breakfast, like in one day, oh because my. I have to meet my deadlines. Right, but yes, right. these are all kid tested, kid approved. Okay. So what? So with these breakfast and lunch ideas, what what have been the most popular and the most liked of your testers? Right. Oh my gosh. Well, thank <laughs> God they're really really awesome. But I would definitely say maybe the homemade granola bars are really really fun. Mm -hmm. um, and then the little egg muffins that I was speaking about. Those. Mm -hmm are really mm -hmm. fabulous and fun also. I love sweet and savory. Like we don't want to only be always eating sweet because again, mm -hmm. we're training our bodies and our children and our, our sweet tooth to mm -hmm. be exposed to other, other flavors as well. Okay. You know, so I'm just wondering then, I don't know if this happened in your family. It's been just going on for centuries. The idea of parents saying, listen, if you eat whatever, this vegetable, then you can have dessert. That, that old bribe tactic. What's your, what are your thoughts oh, on look, that? Look, I'm not a parenting coach by any <laughs> means. And I certainly... I'm guilty of using that in life. You know, if mm -hmm. you do this, then you get that. I know that it's not considered the, the best way, the reward and punishment system. There are some people that say it's not the best way, you know, to raise the kids. So I don't know. I don't know that I'm an authority to answer, but I think okay. as parents, sometimes we have to rely on some of those <laughs> incentivizing. Right, 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 incentivizing. Okay, that's a nice reframe. Um, since we are talking about picky eaters this week, so tell me when you were a kid, were there certain foods that you just thought, there is no way I'm going to eat this, never, 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 and, you know, flash forward to uh, 10 years later, 20 years later, that you love? 
So it's hysterical. I'm one of the pickiest eaters in my house. My husband always says that. Um, I, growing mm. up, I was a vegetarian. for Not for animal rights reasons, but I just, meat and chicken were not appealing to me at all. Mm-hmm. And to this day, I eat it simply because I have to taste what I'm testing. Right. But it's certainly not my preference. Mm-hmm. And so I live mainly vegetarian lifestyle, which makes it very hard wow. when you're cooking for the family and that's what they like and, you know, and getting feelings. So... Yeah. <laughs> wow. I feel like this is an totally. exclusive. This totally. is an exclusive. Wow. But, uh, yeah. Interesting. Okay. So what's our takeaway? Ultimately, do you think the parents should just be patient with their picky eaters or it's like it's just a phase? What's our, what's our big takeaway with picky eaters? I think it's not just patience, but we have to make every effort to get them to expand their palates. I mean, I... There's Rabbi Orlovsky who has said, you're not raising good kids, you're raising good adults. Mm -hmm. We need to set them up for success in Mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. And so I definitely do really incentivize my kids to just try something. Mm -hmm. I always say, if you don't like it, of course, but you'll never know unless you give it a try. Mm -hmm. So just whatever we can do to expand their palates, to be creative so that they have an opportunity. They're not scared of trying and they don't close off options. Right, right. Very nice. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to talk about feeding picky eaters with us, Jamie Geller. Thank you so much. And there are many excellent kosher recipes on H.com and many of which of them are developed by Jamie Geller. So check them out. And thanks for listening. Thank you.